0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Between the Sundays here from Generations Church. And uh, this is just a conversation that we try to have to extend our Sundays into Mondays and beyond. And so I'm thankful that you're listening or you're watching today, wherever you may be. Uh, Today I am joined by Pastor Madeline. She is our G Kids pastor. And Garrett Mm -hmm. Snyder, you you have like I think the most appearances on Between the Sundays. We're gonna get you like a gold watch or a yeah, the jacket or whatever you get.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, Garrett's our communications director, and he also oversees our local and global missions, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Uh, But we're thankful that you're watching again or listening today. Uh, There's been a lot of things that have happened over the last few weeks. We've talked about some of them. I know last week uh, Pastor Aaron kind of led the discussion and conversation about our marriage conference and. Uh, kind of the conclusion of the previous series. Um, but we've had a lot of things even just in the last few days this past weekend. Um, I'll start with this. We had our March Madness event on Saturday night. Yep. Uh, we had a great night. Uh, mm-hmm. But Garrett, I know you you were there. What were some of your favorite components, favorite parts of of that event?
1: Yeah, it was great. I I would say one of my favorite things was kind of before the event even happened. Uh, we had a few guys that met up here at 8 o'clock in the morning, 30 yeah. degrees outside. Yeah. Uh, to smoke meat, um, some pork and chicken for the event. Uh, so they just pulled up some lawn chairs and <laughs> had some sodas in the cooler and yeah. the chicken brining and all that yeah. kind of good stuff. And for ten hours, they just sat out here and barbecued. So yeah, a few of the staff throughout the day just kind of came out and hung out with them and spent some time with them, and uh, it was a good time. And then uh, the event itself, the attendance was was yeah. great. Um, this is you know the first men's event we've done in a little bit, uh, so just to see them show up, the diversity and in, in the uh, kind of the range of ages that we had so many students and uh just kind of across the board so it was great to see the attendance and then bruce deal from city of refuge and most came and spoke to us and it's just some really powerful statistics and the work that they're doing and uh, i think really just impacted the guys that were there and and left them just kind of with a heart of um just kind of sympathy and uh and um, missions, in a sense, yeah. Yeah, I think it was great.
0: Yeah, Bruce talked mm-hmm. about he talked about the story of City of Refuge. If you're not familiar with that, I encourage you to go check out their website and look at all they've done. But over the last 26 years or so, his family, they they moved their entire life there 26 yeah. years ago yeah. and started pastoring a church, and then that spread into an outreach ministry there in the city of Atlanta and one of the most difficult parts, maybe the yeah. most difficult part yeah. of the city of Atlanta. And um, that's just continued to grow, and the Lord has continued to open up avenues of ministry And as I got up to close the night, I was kind of reflecting back on one of the statements he made, but it just started with one faithful yes, Mm -hmm. that there was one young lady that came into the church, and she wanted, can you help me? And he said, we really couldn't. Like, what she needed, we couldn't provide, but we just said yes, and then that has turned into all that the Lord has done in the last 26 years. And now uh, House of Cherith, where they have uh, a housing facility, now several in multiple places uh, to re- for the, the girls and women that have been yeah. rescued out of the trafficking industry. And uh, now most uh, is men opposing sex trafficking. And really the Lord's hand is on that ministry because they've been able to connect to celebrities and businesses and really uh, acquire a lot of funding for this effort to try to help, not just raise awareness. I think most people are aware, but maybe raise more awareness about actually how close to home it is. He he used some Mm -hmm. statistics, but even told some stories just about some of our local community here in the North Atlanta area. And uh, it was impactful for sure, but it was also challenging. And I think from the youngest to the oldest that were there, like we walked away really challenged about that. And we've heard some even stories since then. Uh, And so I'm thankful for that, but he did a a fantastic job. Uh, But it was a great night. I had a lot of fun just connecting with some of the guys of our church, many of them new guys Mm -hmm. that I had not met not really talked to that much, but they came and were a part of it. We did axe throwing. I'm not great at that. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I, I, I am I not bad. great at that. Yeah. I, <clears> I'm <throat> I'm good at several things. That's not one of them. Um, but we, you know, had basketball games on televisions and putt putt and ping pong and all that kind of stuff. But it yeah. was it was a lot of fun. I was really thankful for that. And then we came into Sunday morning. We started a brand new series called Journey to the Cross and this is really an effort for a few weeks for us to prepare our hearts as a church mm-hmm. to to prepare mm-hmm. for Easter. Um and so Pastor Madeline maybe just this looking back just to Sunday of this week your kind of your thoughts about journey to the cross and even this journey we're mm-hmm. going to take towards Easter.
2: Yeah. Um I have felt like personally especially like for G kids in particular but just that God is like doing something leading up to Easter and really moving in like yeah. hearts and lives. Um and so I just think journeying with jesus and experiencing like the emotions that he felt the things that he calls us to despite the ways that we feel like i just think that it's really setting us up for something really really exciting for easter day that's so I'm awesome excited.
0: that's awesome garrett for you what about sunday
1: it was good i think uh you you mentioned it um on on uh your uh kind of recap social media post for the day but just the response we got in the room you know we talked about specifically um jesus like healing people and uh the, um just the hands that were raised just kind of in that moment towards the end of the service people just kind of like like I'm like I'm asking for healing I yeah. need it in my life and my spouse needs it or my son or daughter needs it um it was just really overwhelming to yeah. see um and I and I think it really just kind of proved that our our church wh- while it's growing and and attendance is great and uh groups are full and, and everything feels right we're also in a moment where like our church just feels like it's ready for Easter season yeah uh, in that, um, in that kind of story and that journey that we're taking over the next few weeks, so That's
0: good. We we talked about um, in in the the sermon itself. We just talked about the idea that as if we're, if we're journeying towards the cross, we're journeying towards Easter together. You know, Christ journeyed towards the cross yeah. really from the moment he he landed here on the earth. Like yeah. he was born of a virgin. Um, but we went to Luke chapter twelve where he said, like, should I should I ask the Father to to get me out of this? He said, no, like, this is, this is what I came for. Like, this yeah, was my yeah. moment. And uh, so he, he always knew the cross was before him, even in John chapter 3 when he's talking to Nicodemus. Like, he's, he's talking about the Son of Man being lifted up and, you know, this idea that the cross was always before him. So what did he do as he journeyed towards the cross? He loved people. He healed people. Mm-hmm. He saved people. Yeah. There's other things that he did, other great conversations, amazing things that we see from his life and his ministry. But he just he loved people. They were never an interruption to his ministry. Yeah. They were always his ministry. He healed people, and we don't know how many people he healed. I think it's in Luke chapter 4 that we talked about. It says that, like, uh, he, they brought all their sick, mm-hmm. and he just laid hands on them and healed all of them. So we don't know how yeah. many that was, 10, 20, 500. Yeah. Um, but he healed so many people of so many different things, and we talked about the different things that he used or the different types of things that he healed uh, people from. Uh, but we also talked about, like, he, he saved people. Like, he, yeah. he would say to them something that seemed so outrageous to the religious people of that time. You know, he would say, hey, your sins are forgiven. And, and up to that point, I mean, Corey and I talked about it even last night, up to that point, for your sins to be forgiven, I mean, you you had to come and bring your own sacrifice and offer that in the temple. and Like, there were so many steps to mm-hmm. do that, and the law was so specific, and Jesus was just saying, hey, yeah, no, just no, I have the power to yeah. do this. If you have faith in who I am, that I am who I say that I am, no one gets to the Father except through me. Like, hey, yeah. your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Um, these first kind of faith-filled, in faith-in-Jesus kind of moments, but... Um, just a just a thought, like that's how he used his time as he journeyed to the cross. So, how do we use our time? Yeah, you know, we can't heal people, we can't save people, uh, but we can point them to the one who can. But we can love people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just think for all of us as we head towards Easter, like, don't lose that that thought, that idea that like we just can love people wherever they are and 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 what whatever condition they find themselves in. It was it was personally challenging for yeah, me. That's
2: great. I think too, like the fact that like Jesus' love and how like I don't know how powerful it is. It is powerful from the youngest to the oldest. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked, we've been doing our own like journey to the cross, cross upstairs. Um. But we read the story of Zacchaeus and, um, and even just talking about how Jesus loved Zacchaeus. Like yeah. he saw Zacchaeus in a crowd where he was walking through, you know, tons of people, lots yeah. of noises. Zacchaeus, tiny little man hidden in a tree. And Jesus looks at him, knows his name, calls him by name. Good. And everyone in the crowd knows this man, you know, they know how, like horrible of a person that he is the things that he's done yeah um but jesus you know like the power of the fact that he saw zacchaeus and he loved him he called him by name and he you know he said i want to come to your house like you know that's powerful from the youngest to the oldest and um and jesus went and he said salvation has come to your house today Mm -hmm. like because of my love not because of anything you've done yeah and it wasn't until after you know Jesus gave that love that Zacchaeus became a changed person. that's good and gave and gave you know back to the people and um repented of his sins and so we were talking about that in g kids and that was when 10, ten kids got saved, that's like amazing. ten kids because of that story oh, yeah. and, that and it incredible. was nothing that like you know that I did. it was just because they realized, wow, I don't have to do anything to earn Jesus love for me yeah. like. I don't have to do anything and I can become changed, but not like in my own power. That's great. And so I just think it's really awesome.
0: Well, and we weren't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily going to go to this, this point, but there's so many statistics and and you may know them better than me, but there's so many statistics that um, children, they, they so many people get saved before the age of 18. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we, we value and believe in our G kids ministry and generation youth, because we don't necessarily, we're not looking for children to be in and around the church and kind of know who God is. Like We want them to know God. We want them to have a relationship with God. We want them to accept Him as their Lord and Savior from a very early age when they recognize who He is and who they are and make Him the Lord of their life yeah. so that they can begin that journey with Him and not wait until they're 18 or 25 or 35 or 40. There are definitely yeah. those stories, but that's the minority. So many, of a large percentage of the people that get saved, they do so as young people, whether that's yeah. children or students. Um, and so I'm so thankful that on a regular basis we're, well, every single week, every single gathering, we're presenting the gospel in some form and teaching them about faith in Jesus, but that they're having the opportunity to respond. My favorite story, I said this Sunday in, in service when I was retelling that these 10 kids made that decision, is that, uh, and you can tell this, but like they had to skip a game to tell yeah. you that they had been mm-hmm. saved. Tell, tell that a little bit. Yeah,
2: so I was like, I never wanted to be a manipulation for kids because yeah. they, they can't process that. Sure. So I don't want it to be an emotional manipulation, and I don't want them to all just be like, oh, me, 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 you know, because yeah. yeah. sometimes when they feel like they're accepting something, they're like, I want something, you yeah, know. Right. And so um, so we actually played a game before I even had a Salvation call. So we played a game um, after the Zakia story, and it was a gift that they passed around. Um, and it was the gift of salvation. And when, uh, it was like musical chairs and when they opened the gift, it was a bunch of crosses and every kid got a cross. And I told them before we played the game, I said, I'm going to invite some of you that have never asked Jesus to be with you and to love you, um, to be a part of your life. I'm going to ask you if you want to do that today, but I want you to think about it first. And that was the most somber game I've ever experienced in kids. Wow. I mean not a kid talked literally. Wow. Yeah. They were just passing the gift. All of them were very obviously thinking. And um when they when the game ended, they all had their little crosses that they were holding on to. Um, I told them I was like some of you are going to go turn your crosses into um into necklaces or bracelets or whatever and you're going to play a little game over here. I was like, but some of you you feel like Jesus is calling you to a relationship with him, and he wants you to be like him. He wants you to open up, you know, your life to him. He wants to come make his home in you. And I was like, and if that's you. Like this is your time. And so we prayed, and like ten kids, 11, actually eleven kids, raised their hands. And I said, okay, if that's you, I was like, you're gonna come with me over here, and everyone else is gonna go play the game. And they came over. And this one little girl, she go. We were talking. I was talking. I was explaining it to them, what decision they had made, and all the things. And this one little girl, all of a sudden, goes, Oh wait, I've already been baptized. Hold on. And so. <laughs> She left,
1: but she yeah. we had Tim left.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. It was really sweet. It was that is sweet really, moment. really That's sweet. Well, cool. well, I'm thankful for you and our G Kids team. You know, Sunday after church this past Sunday, you had almost 50 people that yeah. came yeah. and stayed for a lunch for training and just fellowship together. And I'm thankful for the team that serves in our G Kids ministry so and your leadership um, and just your investment in the next generation here. So I am Thank thankful you. for that. Uh, you know, those are things kind of that have happened over the last few weeks. We've got some things that come that are coming up. I want to jump way ahead in the calendar to the fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I said you're our communications director, but you also oversee local and global missions. We're taking a missions trip this September. Yep. We're going back to Casa Shalom oh, yeah. in Guatemala. Finally. Uh, to, so to the orphanage there. Josh and Jessica Hansen, the directors. Just talk a little bit about that trip just briefly. Um, I know most everybody that's going has already signed up and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. just talk a little bit about that trip, what we're going to do in the time there. During that uh, that mission trip,
1: yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a couple of years since we've gotten to go down there. Um, we were doing it uh, at, at kind of pre COVID uh, uh, yearly, an yeah. annual trip. Um, whether it was a, a group going down just to love on kids, and sometimes we sent a specialized group to rebuild a roof or whatever the case may be. So uh, we just really like uh, felt that it was important this year to make that trip happen again. Um, so I got with Josh and Jessica, and, and we found a date. Uh, we're going to do it during fall break uh, later this fall, so that students can go as well and. Uh, we've got a group, we, uh, we did registrations, and we've got a fantastic group. I think before, I think 12 is the most we've taken, and yeah. we have 22 going the uh, in the fall. I'm, I'm so excited. It's such a good group. and uh, So we're going to meet as a group over the next few months just to kind of uh, do some team building stuff and kind of prepare uh, our hearts for that trip. Uh, but once we go down in the fall, our goal while we're there uh, is just to, uh, to do some projects around the campus to kind of yeah. um, spruce up. You know, just the things that they have there—some um, painting and organization and things like that. Uh, but then, when the kids get home from school, we're just gonna have dinner with them and do a devotion. And each of the houses each night, they're split up based on age and gender. So we're going to go into those houses each night and do some worship and some devotion with those kids. And um, we're going to have the opportunity to uh, team up with another um, ministry uh, that is outside of the orphanage in the city that distributes uh, like hygiene and activity bags to the kids that are there. So. We're going to partner with them and put those bags together and help us get distributed. Uh, so we're, we're excited. It's, it's, it's going to be a good time. And I'm, I'm really praying for God to move uh, not only in, there at the, at the uh, orphanage, but also just through the hearts of our team that are going and everybody's really excited. So it's, it's going to be good.
0: That's awesome. That's so and, exciting. Uh, one of the things that we do to raise money for our missions efforts is our legacy golf tournament. Yep. We do that in the summer. That's June the 30th this year,
1: yep. Friday, June the 30th. Yeah.
0: So June the 30th. So if you're a golfer or you're a business owner or an employee of a business that might could help sponsor that um, all the proceeds of that, once we cover the cost of the actual golf tournament, all the money that's raised goes to our legacy maker efforts, which are local and global partnerships. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Garrett does a great job just leading that effort with some other folks that have a heart for it. So I'm thankful for that. Um, just quickly, I just want to hit one or two more things here. But we've got Easter coming up. We're yeah. talking about Journey to the Cross. Yeah. We're preparing for Easter. Yeah. Um, so we've got Fr- Good Friday, April the seventh, mm-hmm. seven o'clock. Come to the table is the name of our event. We do every every Good Friday and. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about that night. We just it's a really not somber night, but a reflective night. It's an opportunity for us to think about the cross and think about the sacrifice of Christ and really to tangibly kind of hold some things in our hand, kind of like the cross that you were talking about with the kids, but something in our hands that help remind us of the various components of the story and the events of those those hours uh, of Jesus' arrest and eventually, you know, pointing towards his death. Uh, and then on Easter Sunday, April the 9th, that's the end of spring break. Mm -hmm. So I said Sunday, and I'm challenging if you're part of our church family and you've already got spring break plans, like just go ahead and cancel that last day and come back early, be here for Easter. It's going to be a great day. But we're going to have our first on site sunrise service. We've never done that on site, we've had some that we were part of in the community, but 7 a.m. here, I'm calling it the lawn. I I I think it's going to stick. I think it's going to stick. But out on the lawn here in front of the building, uh, 7 a.m. sunrise service for Easter, and then we'll have our 9 and 10.30 identical services in the Worship Center for Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, our theme this year for Easter is Go and Tell, uh, and I'm really, really excited. I was working on it a little bit yesterday, yeah. and uh, I'm excited about the day. So, anyway, that's all of this between the Sundays. Uh, I'm thankful that you've been a part of this. Thank you, Pastor Madeline, yeah. and to yeah. Garrett, and uh, until next time, we'll see you. See God you. bless.
2: See ya.